0: Welcome to the Profit Cast.
1: We're here to talk football. Talk yeah, football.
0: But we're covering all our local teams too.
1: We bring the unique perspectives of a player and a coach, collaborating on the things that bring us together and sometimes tear us apart. This, this is, is the, the Profit Cast.
0: All right. We're back for another episode of the Profit Cast and 3-2-1 football. We're getting ready for the third high school game, the second week of college football and the first yeah. week of the NFL. So we we're right in the thick of it. We are ready to talk some football. Uh, we're going to start off with the prep zone and we're going to talk about our high school teams. Luke, why don't you catch us up to speed? There was a pretty pretty exciting uh, eventful fourth quarter in the, in the Bison's home opener last week. Why don't you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, so Central City, you know, jumped out to a lead. They were leading through the first three quarters, you know, fairly solidly. I mean, it wasn't a huge lead, but, you know, it was probably like a 14-point lead. I can't remember off the top of my head. But anyways, um, started giving up some plays on defense. Um, They scored a long touchdown and uh, took the lead. Over us, so with a minute fifteen left, I think pretty close to the end of the game. Yeah, um, so we we got the ball back with a minute fifteen, down by three points, I think, because we blocked an extra point, which was good. A freshman got through and blocked it, so that was nice. That was nice to see Turner hanky
0: Shout out to Turner.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, and then we came back and just unloaded one. Uh, seventy-two yard touchdown to Wyatt Dent. Dent had an incredible game, finished the game with five catches for two hundred and ten yards and three touchdowns. Wow.
0: Just Justin Fields type numbers. Just, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean he's getting like quarterback passing numbers in the receiving game. Wow. So but it's it's really crazy. So he's he's had a really good season. But anyways, unfortunately we left too much time on the clock. There were forty seconds left. They went down, scored again, took the lead. So, And what was a pretty low-scoring game to start with Yeah, just exploded in the fourth quarter, ended up being 26-22, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah a real tough loss for the Bison and uh, still looking for their first win, but I think I would say a pretty competitive team. You know, they're... I, they're they're not the o and two team that you might think of. Just oh, it's it's a wash from the beginning of the year. They're they're yeah. going to keep fighting, and uh, hopefully, we'll be talking about a Bison victory real soon here.
1: Right, so, super young team, kind of demonstrated by, um, you know, if you were like to kind of sum up the game, um, Wyatt Dents touchdown at the end, right before false start, we have to back up five yards. I think he had four false starts in the game or something. It was crazy. And then so they have to back up with a false start. Very next play, 72-yard touchdown. So, you know, that kind of sums up the game in there. A lot of young mistakes that, you know, if you're more experienced, maybe your team's not making those mistakes, but also a lot of good things to show for us. And hopefully we'll be able to pick up our first win at Foldridge.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of young teams, uh Nebraska Christian, and our other uh football team here in Central City, they're one and one right now. They opened the season with a win against Madison, uh, slaying those dragons from up north. Uh, but then dropped week two against the Heartland Huskies. And uh from what little bit I've I've gathered from other people, I watched a little bit of their more recent game online. It's again, it's it's a young team. It's an inexperienced team. They were they were leading Heartland in the second half and then I think maybe just ran out of steam due to lack of experience, lack of uh, possibly lack of conditioning, or just depth. But uh, you know, those guys, I think again are going to be competitive. They're they're going to be in a lot of games, and hopefully, they can start finishing some more games. And uh, you know, maybe the take a look at the postseason and see what what they can do. If if our two teams both make the postseason, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Be really happy here on the podcast yeah. So uh, that's that's catching you guys up to speed on our on our local football teams we'll We'll move right on from there to the college level uh what do you think about them huskers?
1: yeah, so kind of same song different verse with this one mm. um just you know looked like the better team through three quarters yep three and a half quarters three and a half quarters just choked it away at the end yep late turnovers <laughs> yeah little mistakes now turnovers were the real killer in this one right.
0: Now that's, that's kind of the flyover version, but, but we could get into the weeds a little bit. What are, and we'll start here. We'll start with something happy. <laughs> what are, what are some good things that you saw? Uh, maybe some things that were a little bit better than last year's team.
1: I think the defense performed well mm-hmm. overall. Yeah. Um, especially the secondary was much improved from last For year. For sure. I
0: think. especially playing against a legitimate passing quarterback.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Minnesota's but- got a good good air offense uh they've they've won some games there and they're a solid team and i mean that might sound like an excuse but it did what one of the first things that i noticed from watching the game right off the start was it looks like we're a lot more sure in our tackling especially in the open field there were there were lots of times where we got a guy down where a year ago two years ago three years ago he would have just kept walking through our guys or just juke them out of their shoes and make them fall all over like they're playing on butter but it, it looked like our guys were a lot more sure-footed and a lot more, a lot better tacklers. And uh, I was, I was pleasantly surprised that we held Minnesota to thirteen points. They re- and really only one touchdown in the whole game, and that resulted off of a turnover. So limit turnovers, and we can keep that from happening.
1: Yeah, that's turnovers are the real killer. But I, I was definitely happy with the way the defense was playing. Um, yeah, I mean, open, open field tackling is a lot harder than it look oh, for sure. To the open eye. As a safety, I know how hard it is to <laughs> come downhill and you're going full speed and you have to go from hundred miles an hour to about twenty and then so you can stop, break down, and make sure yep. you're making that tackle playing so. fast,
0: but playing with low hips where you can still explode up into the guy and make a good tackle and wrap yeah. with your arms instead of just trying to knock him off too. Yeah. So so better improvement there. I thought I thought our blocking was a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we have a new quarterback, so I think there's a whole separate grading system that needs to be going, gone on there to to evaluate the quarterback play. But it did look like he had more time. Um, a lot of times Nebraska quarterbacks over the last few years just haven't had any time to get it to their weapons or receivers, which, again, I think we're a little low on weapons yeah, and receivers for too. for sure.
1: Uh, I honestly don't know this. Do you know why Malachi Coleman isn't playing right now?
0: No, I didn't hear on that.
1: That. yeah i haven't heard anything about that maybe he's just not ready as a freshman but still as our as our top recruit i thought maybe he'd be
0: yeah yeah not quite sure what's going on there i know that i know that there's a lot of things going on in camp that um coach rule is you know keeping a close eye on and and managing i well from from what you can hear you yeah. know of course everybody wants to mm-hmm. write that he's doing everything great and he's going to turn it around and this is finally the year but um i think I think one of the things too, a lot of people were pretty discouraged by the way that we lost saying it's just another, another Husker loss, another game that just looked all too familiar, where we easily could have been up 17, three, and instead it was tied up 10, 10. And then we lost 13, 10. Um, I, I, what I want to encourage people with is just the fact that it, you know, it, you build habits, whatever you're doing, if, if you're losing games closely, that forms how you play the game of football. You get really used to losing those close games. And it takes a long time to break those habits of doing those little things better. Because when you look at it, like you said, we I mean, I believe we outgained Minnesota. We um we definitely had more rushing yards than they did. Uh we we played better than they did for three and a half quarters. We just made these little mistakes, turnover there, dropped past there, penalty there. Where it's like it just and and those tiny little things are worked out in practice over a long amount of time they are they are built into your habits as a football player uh when i was playing it was you know there were little things that i needed to improve on so i i just practiced doing the little things right i would just you know i would get done with my homework and i would just go into my stance and i would i would practice blocking against air i would get my hips lower i would try to explode up into the guy even just you know just building that muscle memory that I knew how to do the right thing when I was called upon to do it. And it takes a long time to reshape those habits and to turn your team from a losing team into a winning team of just consistently do practicing those things to put yourself in the position where you can win and do what it takes to win those small battles that build into a full win.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, definitely, definitely outgained them just looking at the stats. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, Jeff Sims definitely had a tough game. Um, you know, hopefully he'll be able to turn that around. Um, wide receiver I hadn't heard of before this game, Alex Bullock. I'm sure a lot of people are familiar. I went back and read some articles about that. Him and, uh, Ty Hahn are two walk-on receivers that, have been really impressive, I, I guess. And yeah,
0: Alex had a good game.
1: Yeah, so he was he was our leading receiver guy who I hadn't heard of at all. Um, I I'll, I'll expect Marcus Washington and Garcia Castaneda to probably.
0: Well, did you hear about IGC? No, just towards ACL. Oh, yeah. So that that's another. You know, we're not a we're not a weapons rich mm-hmm. offense offensive team. Um, A lot of people said that about about criticizing the offense so there's just not a lot of wide receiver talent there's I I think pretty good running back talent but uh, you know it and I think Sims is a good runner I don't know that he's quite the pure passing quarterback that yeah um, maybe he was built to be I think he's I think he's very athletic Um, I think maybe a comparable would be like Trey Lance Um, which that's not a great comparison right now because he just got traded his third string for the Niners. He got traded to the Cowboys. Uh, but, but he's the sort of guy that in my opinion, at least he's good at running the football. He's good to, to sit back there and, and have, yeah, 90 yards, 90 rushing yards a game, which is great. But I think you need to have a running back that has 150 yards in front of him. Yeah. You need to have offensive alignment that are not built for pass rushing, but are built to really take it to the defense so that you can just be the more physically dominant team for four quarters and just beat them up enough that you can run around them. And then if he needs to make a pass, then he can just, you know, have the defense wore down enough that you can have wide open guys down the field and he can deliver the ball to him. Cause I don't think he reads super well, uh, just right. trying to watch his eyes and his, and his head throughout the game. He, it didn't look like he was scanning the field. It kind of looked like a lot of times he broke the huddle knowing who he was going to throw the ball to and just kind of, yeah. laser eyeballing those guys and telegraphing them, which is probably what led to him having three picks. three picks through the game. So yeah, and and who knows, that's just one game, it might look different next week. Um, But speaking of next week, there is a there is a big challenge for these Huskers coming up. Um, A lot of people well, we said that on this on this podcast, we really didn't know a lot of unknown with Colorado, so much hype around Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, and the Colorado Buffaloes and saying, are they legit, are they real, are they worth all the noise that all the commercials on Fox and ESPN, is it worth it to say that the glitz and glam has arrived at Colorado and um, they just beat TCU. They were 20-point underdogs and they beat them. And And competitive game, were you able to watch any of it, Luke?
1: I had the pleasure of watching this game. Um, I I watched most of it, I didn't watch the whole game. It. The stat line is looks like it's made up though Shaworth Sanders five hundred and ten yards passing.
0: he is legit
1: four touchdowns zero picks. you heard me say it on the podcast yeah. you can go back to that episode. A lot of people were in Nebraska here were saying, you know, you know he's only playing because he's a coach's son whatever yeah I think I said
0: that yeah <laughs> that's not true. He's a legitimate yeah. quarterback.
1: yeah, and I went back and pulled up a stat line from Jackson State showed you and told you all right, this guy's gonna be real. Um and he he was mm-hmm. um no picks four touchdowns, uh four receivers over a hundred yards. Oh man,
0: <laughs> they're just
1: yeah. I mean Travis Hunter's unreal. Yeah, unreal player. I mean yeah. I that is one thing I wasn't prepared for. I knew he was a stud, um but I didn't know he was probably Colorado's best receiver and best defensive player.
0: And played hundred and twelve plays. It's ridiculous in a close game too. You know, it's not, it's not like a blowout against Louisiana tech or something like it was competitive. He was out there battling. And that's the thing too, with, with wide receiver and corner, that's not, I mean, if you're, you know, lined up at linebacker, you can take a step forward, two steps back, read, they throw it to the side. You're just kind of jogging over, but like corner you're sprinting almost every play wide receiver, you're running the routes hard, even when you're not getting the ball. And so, I mean, he probably ran 10 miles or something like that. Like it's just it's uh, like a
1: soccer player. Yeah, <laughs>
0: seriously. And and so just absolute stud that kid. And um yeah, watching watching Shadir Sanders, I was like, well, you know, he's he's good. I don't know if he's, you know, first first pick of the draft good, but he's definitely gonna be the better of the two quarterbacks next week.
1: Yeah, that and, is for sure.
0: And and the thing and, and now it's not over yet. You know, this isn't one that you put in the L column before the game even starts, you do have to realize that, okay, Colorado with their transfers, they they brought in a legitimate, talented team, they have talented athletes mm-hmm. in Colorado and, and coach prime has, <clears throat> has some legit schemes that he puts out in front of them. But here's the thing that kind of gives me hope a little bit there hasn't been a good defense in the Big 12 since we left. You know, we held Minnesota to 13 points and TCU yeah. allowed Colorado to put 45 on them.
1: I think we have a better defense than TCU. I do
0: too. And and it'll and and so it will be some one of the first real tests that that Colorado will get defensively. And somehow if we beat Colorado, I'm I'm going to probably be annoying and sound like we never should have left the big 12 because we could have been winning you know 10 to 12 games every year because it's just you know there's no defense there and if we i mean seriously if we beat colorado and they beat tcu and tcu is the best that the big 12 has we're better than a big 12. i mean we were we were consistently making it to championship games when we left and we've made it to one since then so I don't know. Yeah. I I think I think the I think the level of competition is is definitely something that at the beginning of the year you can draw conclusions too quickly. Um I don't I mean Colorado's good. I don't I don't know that I would affirmatively say they're a top 10 team. A lot of people were saying that before yeah. the year that you know TCU is not as talented as they were last year. Last year were they really even you know legit. Um right. did they just well when you look at tcu lost three of their last four games right they lost to k-state in the big 12 championship game last year they lost the national championship game to georgia and they lost their season opener to colorado true so i mean they got one win against michigan in there which michigan was legit last year but but you know there's a lot that could be said about what went on in that game it was a track meet really with the wide
1: receivers just going off on each other but and i i mean this is a completely different tcu team absolutely there's almost nothing similar between these two like yeah everybody's gone yeah so
0: yeah so i i don't know you know it could be a you know a seven win team at the end of the year that wouldn't surprise a lot of people and if that's the case colorado just beat a seven win team by three points you know it's all on how you frame it if you look at colorado going up against the team that was just in the national championship game that's a little bit more concerning yeah. than Colorado beating a team that you know mm-hmm. kind of found a way yeah. to get there last year.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be quite so quick to crown Colorado as a national championship contender just yet. Right. I mean, we'll see how these next few games go for them. AP poll, they're up to twenty-two already in the rankings, which is not surprising to me. Uh, I think it's all right to put them there.
0: Yeah. You know, put them in the low twenties and make yeah. them earn it.
1: Yeah, I personally did not put them in my rankings yet because I want to see it repeated. Right. Um, and I'm I'm not gonna put a team that was one and eleven last year sure. into the rankings week two based off of one win, even and, if it was really impressive.
0: And that like if it, it flies a little bit in the face of my habitual winning and losing theory, except for the fact that you kind of have to stop and ask yourself, are they even the same team from a year ago? That's you true. have you have sixty three new members of the team. That's true. I was I was gonna say are they are they even the same team outside of the uniform, but they got new uniforms too. <laughs> <laughs> so I you know there's not a lot that looks like last year's Colorado team.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's all completely different. Another fun fact for you: leading tackler in that game, Shiloh Sanders, Deion Sanders' other son. Wow. So Deion Sanders knows how to raise football players, I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess when you're one of the most talented athletes maybe ever and and you yeah use your genetics to help you win (laughs) pretty wild uh pretty wild what happened last week in Colorado so stay tuned that's that's the big noon kickoff game this this Saturday Nebraska Colorado Nebraska give
1: predictions for that
0: game oh man what do you think
1: um I said 31 28 Colorado because I think we'll find a way to make it close (laughs) because we always find a way to make it close but we're probably still gonna lose
0: man i really want to pick against you now but i don't i don't think nebraska is going to win uh oh man i can't quite say 38 28 because yeah i think we'll make it close i think we'll we'll hold their you know what 31 what you what you you said 31 28 yeah
1: that's not a bad prediction um, um apparently that's 31 and a half, 28 is the spread is I, it? I didn't know that before i made the pick but my Teacher told me that the yep. other day. So I was like, oh.
0: Well, I I mean Vegas asks you, right? Yeah. Or they mean, say <laughs> I could be an odd maker. You but... might want to check your computer. They're they're probably hacking into it to get yeah, their lines from you. Probably. Um I don't know. That's not a bad, not a bad pick. I hope it's close. Um, I'll just say thirty thirty-five, twenty-eight, Colorado. So hope I'm wrong. Hope yeah. we pull something off. Mm-hmm. But watch the defense. You know, if, if we if we get our defense rolling and our offense is, you know, and and who knows? The last couple times Nebraska's played at Colorado, the stadium's been half red. Uh so hopefully we can do yeah. that again. Get a little get a little mm-hmm. advantage that way. Girl. And and if not, we got a couple of smaller schools coming to Memorial Stadium the two weeks after that. And um if again, like we said at the beginning of the year, if we can get out of this opening stretch two and two that's not a bad way to start the first four weeks of the rural era. Yeah. All right. We're going to jump to the NFL and we're going to quickly run through the AFC and talk about, uh, who we think we got first game is tomorrow for the NFL. And we are, we are excited for more football, but we got to give you our predictions. We gave you our NFC predictions a couple of weeks ago. We're going to run through the AFC right now. So tell me about the East, uh, last year it was Buffalo winning it. Uh, Miami coming in second, New England third, and the Jets fourth. How do you think it's going to play out this year?
1: This is a really good division. <laughs> yeah, like
0: a lot changed. You know, the Jets got Aaron Rodgers now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bills are they going to continue their their strength, their strong run, or is there or are they going to take a step back? Yeah. What do you think?
1: I mean, I would say the Patriots are probably the team with the worst chance to win the division. Hmm. Which is hard to Which say is because crazy it's after Bill their, Belichick's. They're
0: two-decade-long two run on top of that division.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that that is crazy to think about, but given the rosters, I would probably have to say the Patriots are going to finish last, although it's hard to pick against Bill Belichick, but still, I mean...
0: I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I think I think it could be I think the Patriots could be last in the division if it's if it turns out to be a strong division like we think it is. Uh there's a lot of question marks around two quarterbacks in this division. If Tua stays healthy, Miami's got a good shot. They won a lot of games last year when Tua was healthy, but he got a couple bumps on the head and and we don't really know how much more of that he can take. If Tua goes right. down, I think Miami goes down with him and they could easily be the fourth best team in this division. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, are we going to get another MVC MVP season or are we going to get a guy that looks like he's 40 and moved out to New York for, you know, ulterior motives or to just, you know, eat mushrooms or something like that? I don't know. (laughs) What what do we got going on with Aaron Rodgers, which which Aaron Rodgers are we going to see because or is it going to be another MVP season where his team is lackluster? (laughs) That could be too. You know, he uh, he doesn't have the offensive line that he did in Green Bay. So he's not gonna have as much time back there throwing the ball around. Um, you know, so what, what do you think? Do you think is uh, the best team in this division? Or do you think a healthy, healthy Miami team might take it from them?
1: I still think Buffalo is probably the best team in this division. One of those things where it's um, innocent until proven guilty, right? They're the best team until proven otherwise, Yeah, I would say. And I think defense is a
0: big part of that. Yeah, Everybody loves in the offseason, you love talking about wide receivers and quarterbacks and everything, but they've consistently had one of the best defenses, not in this division, but in the entire NFL, really.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you saw this, but DJ Reed, starting corner for the Jets, um, having a press conference, and he said, You know, if our defense is reaching our full potential and is doing everything right, I think we could have the best defense in the nfl and maybe one of the best defenses ever and then went on to compare his team to the 85 bears and the legion of boom seahawks team really so
0: that's a pretty pretty tall order there yeah so well we'll 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 mm-hmm. see it when we see it i think
1: yeah target on the best jets back just gets a, a, little, gets a bigger. little
0: bigger a little bit more noise but hey that's you know what aaron Rodgers likes his noise sometimes
1: yeah
0: um moving moving on from there to one of my favorite divisions the the afc north man you got pittsburgh steelers you got the baltimore ravens you got the cincinnati Bengals, and you got the cleveland browns all teams that are trending up really um when when you look at baltimore they finally got their quarterback contract stuff figured out when you look at pittsburgh last year was a down year for them. They only won nine games. Uh, They have a lot of people say Tomlin is one of the best coaches in the league. And and so so they're going to bounce back and be healthier than they were a year ago. Kenny Pickett's got another year of experience and a lot of people saying he could be a solid quarterback. Um, Cincinnati looks like Joe Burrow is going to be healthy. Uh, So they're, you know, competing for a chance to go back to the Super Bowl and finish what they started there two years ago. Um, and then you got Cleveland who knows, you know, they're kind of the mystery team in my boat. A lot of people say Cleveland is, is back. They're going to be great. They got a lot of improvements on their defense. And you know, a lot of it rides on Deshaun Watson. I don't, I don't trust his character at all. I don't think he's a good leader. Um, but he is, you know, he is athletic. He can, he can do things with his feet and his arm and, uh, and we'll see what happens. So that's, that's a, that's a toss up division. Any of those teams could beat each other on any given week and and would probably be a favorite most of the time when facing the rest of the league so so who do you got coming out of the north
1: yeah i mean i think the Bengals once again um best team until somebody else proves that they're better right um i and i mean i think the Bengals have probably improved a little bit at least you know just their drafting and not losing anybody right you know if you can not lose significant players and maintain draft picks, you're getting better. Right,
0: exactly. Um, Yeah, another and another year of of congruency of everybody staying together, having the same coaching staff, having the same core of weapons mm -hmm. and quarterback and, and your defense. And yeah, yeah, a lot of possibilities for Cincinnati to be a really good team. And they looked awesome last year. They really did Mm -hmm. Um, tripped up a little bit against Kansas City. But otherwise, they probably would have been the Super Bowl favorite had they gone all the way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so so a really a fun team to watch there. But but Baltimore, I think last year made us kind of forget how good the Ravens can be. You know, Lamar Jackson sat out a good chunk of the year. They they had a couple other injuries with uh with their tight end and um. but but consistently, very competitive team. And when you look at two years ago, you know, they were they were hanging right with sometimes beating the the Chiefs and, and the best teams in the league. And, um, you know, kind of, kind of, really came on strong towards the end of the Tom Brady era, and we're we're beating his teams and competitive with his teams, and um so I think again, Baltimore could be could be really good coming out of that division, and then Pittsburgh, man, like yeah. it easily could see three playoff teams coming out of this division, maybe mm-hmm. four, depending on what Cleveland does.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think these two divisions we're talking about right now are totally loaded. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, who knows? I wouldn't totally give up on the, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on the Browns being terrible this year. I yeah. mean, there's a good chance that it could happen, but right. you we've sort of forgot with last year and all of the bad stuff surrounding Deshaun Watson, how good he really was with the Texans. Yeah, Just a total athlete on the field. Um, Personally, my favorite quarterback to play with in Madden. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You, I mean, especially if you put in a couple of seasons with him, you get him up to like ninety five overall right. and he's just running all over the field and uh-huh. it around. But so I mean, he is a real stud and like I said, I sort of forgot about that with all the stuff. If he right. gets back to that form he was with the Texans back could when they D. would be very
0: competitive. Yeah. They, and they, and they could have be weapons too. Team. They got a good running yeah. game, got a good core receivers. Um
1: got a pretty solid defense with Jones yeah. Garrett at the helm.
0: Yeah yeah i would i would say you're probably right Bengals are the are the good choice until proven otherwise but keep a close eye on baltimore and and pittsburgh either of those teams could be second and i think and i think if i had to put you know make a statement on where i think cleveland's going to be i would say they're going to be one of the best seven and ten teams that anybody's seen in a long time you know could could be some really good teams but you know finish under 500 just because they have to play all those other teams in their division
1: And the and rest you, of the AFC you could, too. You could honestly say the same about the Steelers just because we really yeah. don't know. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, I mean, it really is a testament to the coaching that they were above 500 with where the roster was at last year. I mean, it wasn't great. They had a rookie quarterback. They were totally dismantled team from last year and still managed to stay above 500. Right.
0: So. Yeah, pretty impressive. Um, looking forward to it, watching as many AFC North games as I can um flip side of that coin going from going from the north to the south I don't think this division will be watchable for most of the year Mm -hmm. um maybe that
1: I don't know (laughs) I
0: mean I mean at the beginning of the year here's the thing if if you if you really are tuned in early in the year and and your optimism is still there to see something new from a fresh quarterback in Indianapolis or Houston uh, and they haven't gotten trucked over by everybody else yet those two teams are probably gonna be two worst in the division, possibly two worst in the league. Um I don't know. We were pretty high on Houston when we were watching them draft this year and, and those good draft those good picks, draft. good draft for Houston. They could they could really transform their team, but again, until you see it, you don't know.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, even you look at the Bengals great drafting, picking Joe Burrow, but that doesn't mean they were in the Super Bowl the year after they picked him or whatever. Mm-hmm. It took probably two or three years. Two years. Yeah. two years before. So you know, things there, things so. can turn around
0: fast, but but it takes more than one good draft to to get you yeah. there. So yeah. so it could be baby steps for both of those two teams. I'm you know, I'm curious to see uh, what Anthony Richardson is like for the Colts. It, did they really tap into something there uh-huh. or, or is it? I would be... not
1: count on it. Luke's saying no, um, I, I think and I wanted to throw this into the Nebraska segment. I think Jeff Sims is similar to Anthony Richardson. In the fact that great legs running potential gets you really excited until he starts throwing the ball and then you lose all your excitement. Uh huh. I mean, arm talent is incredible. You can throw it a thousand yards, but not accurate mm-hmm. at
0: all. Yeah. So, so those two teams fighting for the bottom and then probably Tennessee, uh, I would say is the second best team in there. And I don't, I don't know they were pretty banged up last year. Um, I think they finished the year with like six straight losses or something like that. Just, you know, two years ago, they were competitive. They have they do have a good coach with Mike Vrabel. But, um, you know, at best, their quarterback play is average, uh, when healthy with Ryan Tannehill. And when he got hurt last year, it was just terrible. Yeah. And And I mean,
1: it's sort of a committee, they have three quarterbacks who all I mean, had chances at winning yeah. the starting job. I right. mean, they went with Tannehill because he's experienced and obviously right. all that, but also they drafted Devin Leary, mm-hmm. I think, right? And the, no, not Devin Leary, Will Levis, <laughs> Will Levis. That's yeah. what I meant. Devin Leary is a cur- current quarterback for Kentucky, right? <laughs> um, anyways, so two they drafted two players that slipped down boards in the second round, right? With Malik Willis and Will, Will Levis, Levis. Willis Will Le- Willis Will. That's weird. Will Levis. Okay, I know, but it's Willis, and then there's Will- Willis,
0: Willis, and Will, yeah. Will Levis. Yeah, Levis.
1: <laughs> that is that is trippy.
0: That's, That's probably weird. they probably were just confused. They were like, "Didn't we draft that guy last year? Oh, yeah. I go ahead and grab him again." Uh, <laughs> but yeah, neither one. Yeah, neither one really rose up and set the world on fire or anything. Um, yeah. And Ryan Tannehill, I can't think of a lot of other teams around the league where he would start, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but, uh, but they do have a great defense and they do have a good coach. So don't count them out. Yeah. Uh, You know, again, could be kind of in that uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Cleveland Brown level, they could creep back. And then, and then the presumable favorite in the league, in, in that division would be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Imagine Um,
1: saying that three years ago. Exactly.
0: Yeah. But, you know, get a, get a coach that's level-headed and a quarterback that's talented and you can do a lot of things so
1: watch calvin ridley too coming out suspension. yeah could could have a really good year and that just goes to show that that's kind of the beautiful thing about the nfl Mm -hmm. that i love watching with the salary cap all teams are able to perform at the same level you know mlb the athletics are never going to be as good as the yankees because the yankees have twice as much money as the athletics Mm -hmm. um so that's that's how also kind of the nba is a little bit yeah. um nfl every team has an equal chance and with these ebbs and flows i mean you're, your your team is never going to be always down except yeah. if you're maybe a browns fan <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i mean jaguars ebbs and flows that's right the watch, watch the cat
0: coming back scratching the rest of the division for mm-hmm. sure i don't yeah. know about the league yet right we'll, yeah we'll see yeah we'll see um, but moving on to the last division, wrapping things up uh, for this episode, we got to talk about the uh, the teams out west. Uh, your your defending champs, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you got the the Las Vegas Raiders, the uh, L.A. Chargers, and the new coached uh, Denver Broncos. So um, I I think the Chiefs are the best team in this division, even if Chris Jones is still holding out. Um, you got, you got Patrick Mahomes, you got Kelsey, you got a bunch of guys that are used to winning, they know how to do all the little things, right? You have one of the best coaches in the league. Um, I think Chiefs are gonna win this division again, probably pretty easily. And I I don't feel great saying that there's going to be another playoff team coming out of this division. Yeah, which is interesting, because a year ago, I think I think think we said that all three of these teams were going to be fighting for it.
1: Yeah, Um, four. I mean yeah yeah we're excited I mean we're talking about this being the best division in the AFC probably And it was year.
0: disappointing the Broncos especially were disappointing Very. um a lot of people a lot of people say yeah the Raiders with with what they were able to add but I think I think the Broncos are let down by their quarterback and the Raiders are let down by their coach and you have to have both of those things clicking really well in order to win and yeah. the I would I would put the Chargers in the same uh Vote as the Raiders is having a good quarterback, but not having the coach that can get them there.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the Chargers will be bubble playoffs again, kind of like they were last year. Mm -hmm. I admit Justin Herbert's a great quarterback, um, but, you know, all the things in place, I don't think they're as talented as, say, the Ravens. Right. Um potentially could see a bounce back from Russell Wilson. Who knows could
0: be, but Um, I think, but I think it's going to take a lot of work from Sean Payton just to, just to write the ship, you know, they kind of, they brought in Russell Wilson and, uh, Nathaniel Hackett and a lot of new guys last year to try to, you know, start Mm -hmm. things fresh with that team. And it was, it was the same as it was the year before And the year before they're They've gotten used to losing quite a bit in that division. Yeah. And and so I think it's going to take a lot of work by Sean Payton just to get them back to 500. Get yeah. a couple of years there, probably get a new quarterback in, and then and then move on and try to be competitive for that division in the future. Depending on how long Sean Payton wants to be there,
1: because mm-hmm. I mean, he
0: is a good coach. I think. Yeah,
1: it's really hard for me to say Russell Wilson's career just went from here, switched teams, and went to here, and left. Yeah, I mean that's hard for me to say. I mean, I feel like he's got to at least get a little bit better, you know? Because
0: yeah, I have who a hard knows time, what else yeah. is going on? Um, you know it. Yeah, inside his head, and... it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't make sense that 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 mid-career transition for a guy that was i mean lighting up the league you know yeah. from from most of his time in seattle yeah. considered one of the best quarterbacks in the league consistently winning lots of games and putting up great numbers to just go across to denver and then just having it be as abysmal as it was a year ago
1: yeah i have um, a hard time seeing it being that bad again
0: yeah I think part of it was, is he changed the, his style of play and he, you know, he quit trying to be himself. I I've said this before. I think that was a little bit of Scott Frost problem at Nebraska. He quit trying to be Scott Frost. He tried to be Tom Osborne and, um, and that, you know, there already was a Tom Osborne. You gotta, you gotta be yourself. You gotta be good at what you're good at before you try to do what someone else did. Well, if Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson and he runs around and he scrambles and he fights, that's going to be a lot better than Russell Wilson trying to be Peyton Manning or yeah. Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees. Mm. So Keep watching. We're, we're really excited for this NFL season, but we got to wrap it up for today's show. So thanks for listening to The Profit Cast. Yeah.
1: Well, that's all the time we have for today, but we are going to be back with more football talk, more local sports talk. So if you like this episode, keep listening, tell your friends, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Aww.